0: The liturgical sense of the readings at Mass. One of the most powerful acclamations of truth in our faith is that part of the Niceo Constantinople Creed where we confess about the Holy Spirit that He has spoken through the prophets. Now, we tend to think of the work of the Holy Spirit speaking through the prophets as belonging to the Old Covenant, as saying the Holy Spirit spoke through Moses, Elijah, Jeremiah, and Ezekiel. That is true. But as the sacrament of baptism raises us into a participation in Christ Jesus' kingship, priesthood, and prophethood, thereby making each of the baptized priests, prophets, and kings, we are now included in the breath of the Holy Spirit. In other words, the same Holy Spirit who has spoken through the prophets of old, we confess now, speaks through those baptized into Christ. In today's first reading from Deuteronomy, chapter 18, verses 15 through 20, Moses prophesies that a prophet like me would the Lord your God raise up for you from among your kin, and to him you shall listen. And the Lord affirms this prophecy, saying, This was well said. I will raise up for them a prophet like you. From among their kin, and will put words into his mouth, he shall tell them all that I command. In the New Covenant, the principal method by which God has fulfilled Moses' prophecy is through his Son, Christ Jesus, in whom he has spoken all that was necessary for our salvation, and through the liturgy of the word where God puts His spoken words into the mouth of the priest, deacon, or lector, for us to listen to. In this way, the liturgy of the word is the surest evidence we have that we confess in Nicene, Constantinopolitan Creed is true, that God speaks through the prophets. One of the most noticeable marks of prideful people is that they are always inclined to speak their own words or even plagiarize words of another to pretend that they are capable of original thought. In contrast, the most noticeable mark of the prophet is their humility and desire not to speak their own words but a deep yearning to speak the words of God. In fact, the prophet's departure from humility will cost them their lives, says God. But if the prophet presumes to speak in my name, an oracle that I have not commanded him to speak, or speak the name of other gods, he shall die. Indeed, Let this promise from God be a warning to those who deem to personalize the liturgy of the Mass by replacing the words given to us by the Church with their own. In a Norris Ordo rite, aside from the homily, universal prayers, and brief remarks allowed at the opening and conclusion of the liturgy, all the church has given the prophet to speak are the words of God." Another way we can speak of the prophet's character in their role as the liturgical voice of God, is that the prophet has sold out for God, meaning that the only care the prophet has is to do the will of God, because They do not have any cares of their own. They have no anxiety of their own. In other words, the prophet has no desires, ambitions, or plans of their own. Rather, they lovingly and obediently desire what God desires. And all their energies are directed to accomplish the work that God has set before them. In today's second reading, from 1st Corinthians chapter 7 verses 32-35, the Apostle Paul tells the Corinthians that they can be free from all anxiety if they live in this way, writing, I am telling you this for your own benefit, not to impose a restraint upon you, but for the propriety and adherence to the Lord without distraction. While Paul encouraged the faithful at Corinth to avoid marriage to be free from its distractions, even married persons can take up this call through an intentional and audacious passion to live out their vocation of holy matrimony in harmony with any assignment God has given them. Because... The Word of God is a person, Jesus Christ. The Word of God is living, active, and transformative. And because the Word of God can take a dead thing and make a living thing, when we consume the Word of God through letter and the Holy Eucharist, we confess with our actions that I am no longer just an I. But a I I and a we, it would be wrong to characterize the ongoing conversion to union with Christ as a journey of surrendering or sacrificing the I, because it would be self-contradictory. To be in union with a person means that I still exist, but I am in harmony with another. The Holy Spirit has spoken through and speaks through the prophets. But he is not the prophets. Rather, the proclaimer of God's word is the one in whom the word of God lives. And they respond to God's indwelling by abiding in his presence and by proclaiming in word and deed that God is active and alive in the world. Today's Gospel reading from Mark, chapter 1, verses 21 through 28, finds Jesus of Nazareth in a Capernaum synagogue on the Sabbath, where he casts an unclean spirit out of man simply by saying, quiet, come out of him. Indeed. One of the earliest exorcism rituals was not in Latin, did not require priests to sacrifice an ox and pour blood everywhere, and only needed very five uncomplicated words. The best explanation that those who witnessed this event could come up with is that Jesus was offering uh, a new teaching with authority. Imagine if they were around to see the Word of God turn water into wine, or a piece of bread into his flesh, or wine into his blood. Anyone can speak what is true, and with that their words of truth will carry with them some natural effect and opportunity for grace. But what happens with the miracles of Christ Jesus and at the words of consecration where the priest is in the person of Christ is that him who is the truth speaks the truth. He who is living and active speaks words that make a dead thing he is speaking to living and active. He who is fully whole speaks words that heal a wounded thing fully. He who is all-holy speaks words to an unclean thing that makes it clean. As it is with Christ Jesus, so too it is with those in whom Christ Jesus lives in and through this is why our Lord promises that those who believe in his name will drive out demons, speak new languages, and pick up serpents with their hands, and if they drink any deadly thing, it will not harm them. They will lay hands on the sick and they will recover, which could be taken literally but simply means what the Apostle Paul taught, that those who have committed themselves to union with Christ Jesus do not have to have anxiety about anything, because the truth Christ Jesus, the Holy Eucharist, which are idioms of divine and supernatural life in the Holy Trinity, is Actively and intentionally living in and through them. This is just one way how the readings at Mass this Sunday connect to the liturgy. And how the liturgy is forming us how to live our lives in the world. Be in the world which you have received through the liturgy. I am David L. Gray. Visit me online at davidlgray.info for more content and context about the liturgical sense of the scriptures.